My name is Brian Flanagan. I'm a real estate agent in Dubai, and this is Dubai Real Estate Playbook. Welcome back to episode seven of the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. In this week's episode, I'll be going through my first six months of real estate and some of the five things that I learned during that period. I think this is important, you know, for anybody who could be going through a similar situation, just moving over here, just getting into the industry, understanding what to expect and to basically get themselves in the best position in understanding these kind of things that I learned. So hopefully somebody could take something from it so that they also, if they're in the similar situation that I was in, that they could just remind themselves that this is normal. This is what somebody else went through. You know, this is what it feels like. And this ultimately is the journey and that, you know, you're doing it right, that you're, you know, these feelings are normal and just to keep going, just to remind yourself to keep going. You know, over the past six months, I have been a leasing consultant on the Palm Jumeirah. Well, I've been here for seven months, but I'm gonna gonna cover the main first six months just to give you an idea of what to expect. You know, within that six month period, I have closed 28 deals. 27 were rentals, and then one was a sale, basically from a client who originally decided to rent but ultimately decided instead that he was going to buy. But that is a story for another day. Uh, A lot of things I learned from that deal. But I have learned so much about myself, about the job, about the industry, uh, more than I can really explain within a 20 to 30 minute podcast. And it's important for me to put this out there for myself, for other people, uh, jotting this stuff down so some of the things that I learned can actually you know, be cemented into my head because only once I talk about these things that do they really cement in my own head. So as I said in the previous podcast, some part of this is definitely selfish on my behalf because you know, it's one thing understanding something yourself, but only when you begin to try and speak about it or teach it or whatever, uh, do you really kind of really understand it that bit further. So the first thing that I learned within the first six months is you need to focus on what matters. It's really important for you to identify the things that have a good input and output equation and then just pursue that relentlessly. So in an industry where you're not getting paid on your hourly basis, what you do during that hour is really, really important. And you have to do the things that give you the highest return on your time, which is your investment. Because if you do not do that, you know, then you're not getting paid and you could spend working 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing absolutely nothing. You're putting in all this work for things that are not giving you a return on your time and you're ultimately prolonging the period of time 
until it is that it's just inevitable that you'll have to quit. Or you'll have to try and find a salaried role. Or you'll try and have to, you know, maybe even have to move home. If that's not your goal, which I doubt it would be, you know, you have to focus on the things that matter. You don't have to do your best in every single task. You just have to do what is required and then move on to the next. Like if for me personally, um, calls, you know, cold outreach, that's got a really good input and output equation that gives me the most leverage for my time, especially when I was new, when I had nothing else to do. I had no viewings, I had no clients to meet. All I was doing was calls and not just any calls, you know, smart calls, calls based off what you think is available based off Property Finder, calling through people who we have previously spoke to in the system and trying to approach them to see if their property is still available. And that's the same for clients as well. My first deal was based off me finding the property through Property Finder, speaking to the owner directly, and then from there having it as a pocket listing. But whilst you know a pocket listing is great and all, there is zero inbound inquiries. And when a landlord doesn't agree to list that property, all you're left to do is outbound. It all has to be outbound inquiries to try and get somebody to rent that apartment. So for me, and this is why I was able to close so quickly, was once I got one of those properties, I, I continued to go through our CRM, pull up anybody who had ever inquired on a three bed on the Palm Jumeirah and just called relentlessly, just day in, day out, weekends, filtered to people who could be looking in a different area and ultimately found somebody who was actually looking for a three bed and I ended up closing that deal. And by focus on by focusing on the things that mattered, it put me in the position to get more lucky, to close my first deal. And then some people might look at that and be like, oh, you got very lucky you closed your first deal within two and a half weeks. But that's not it at all. I focused on what mattered. I focused on the things that gave me the most amount of leverage. And then I just pursued those. And it's really important not to get sidetracked. You know, opportunities will arise for you to waste your time doing something else. If it's not going out to a property to get photos, if it's, you know, some other potential opportunity, if you could be getting sidetracked to and something that is completely unrelated and you spend a full day doing that, the amount of time that you've wasted could have been way better spent doing the things that increased your chances to close your first deal. And that's really, really important. And I'll speak kind of more about the distractions very, very shortly. And second of all, my big key takeaway is that, you know, your life is going to be boring. My life was very boring and still is very boring to a lot of people. You know, it's not going to be this big romantic thing where, you know, you only work a few hours a day. You're this flashy real estate agent. You don't have to do a lot of work and you're going to close all these deals and make a lot of money. That is not in reality whatsoever. 
And it's just a big shame, to be honest, that people actually perceive it to be that way. Because, you know, when people join the industry and if they expect that and that does not meet their expectations, then they're just they're just gone home as quickly as they arrived. You know, your life is going to be boring. You have to consistently do those things every single day for a long period of time. You have to become obsessed <laughs> with how boring your life is going to be. And to be honest, if somebody was to tell me my life was boring or that I was boring, it couldn't be a bigger compliment for me, to be honest, because success and greatness in the early days is always going to look boring. And you've got these massive names in, in every facet of life, big business owners, Elon Musk, you know, Jeff Bezos. I wonder what they were doing on day one. You know, they weren't flashing around whatever they they had. They weren't, you know, going out and socializing like four times a week. That was just raw work, raw graft. And it's not it's not documented. Like their early days are not documented. You can't see, you know, the things that they did day in, day out. Like if you think about Mark Zuckerberg, just constantly obsessed with just working hard. That is documented basically just from the movie Social Network. But those early days is not gonna, it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be exciting. It's not gonna be what it's portrayed to be. It's gonna be boring. Like a quote from Michelangelo is, if people knew how hard I work to gain my mastery, it would not seem so wonderful. And that's really, that really puts it into perspective because you've got one of arguably the greatest artists and sculptors saying something like that, that if you saw the amount of work that he put in, then it would not seem so wonderful. And that's so true because you can only see the finished product. You can only see the success of somebody after they have gained that success. And especially in a day where it is magnified by social media, you don't get to see the boring stuff because that's not how the TikTok and Instagram algorithm works. You know, that's not stuff that people enjoy watching. So it's important to understand that when you in when you are in that position, the very fact that it is boring, the very fact that it is tough means that you're doing it right. Number three is you have to be willing to do the hard things. You know, you have to take the path of most resistance and there will be easy way outs. Like I was saying earlier, you know, there will be so many opportunities if it's not business opportunities, if it's not other real estate recruiters reaching out to you after your first week, promising that their company is different. There will be so many opportunities and it's the ability to focus on that one thing, that one area, that one market, saying no to everything else and just doubling down on it. Like, and it is tough. It is tough. It's like the, you know, recruiters like aim directly at new recruits within the first week to try and attract them to their company because they know psychologically they're the people who will be filled with the most doubt. And that is tough. That is tough. Like imagine pursuing recruiting people based off their vulnerability and you understanding that that's when they'll be most vulnerable. And that's what's expected when you're new. You know, you're going to be 
doubting yourself. You're going to be extremely vulnerable. And then some other company offering you a basic wage and a, you know, a promise to go into sales maybe seems like a great opportunity for you and you justify the reason as to why you're not doing well in this company. And then you join that company and it's the exact same. It's just a vicious feedback loop. So it's the ability to say no to opportunities that actually might seem you know, portrayed as better. It's being able to say no to taking the easy path and just doing the hard things day in, day out consistently. And it's the ability to delay your gratification, the ability not to say yes that, to the things that in the short term, you know, would be enjoyable or quote unquote easier, but in the long term, they won't be effective in your path to success. For me anyways, reminding myself to do in the hard things, delaying gratification, it would be in the form of, you know, physical exercise, getting down to the gym in my building, even though it's shit, doing the hard thing day in, day out, you know, not thinking about what it is that I'm trying to get from this for things like meditation. It's doing that every single day for 10 minutes, not because I want to become an enlightened, you know, Buddhist type monk, but because the act itself is difficult. The consistency is difficult, but just doing that on a daily basis helps me. And whilst I really do want to do cold showers more, only recently I'm, I'm getting back into it. So it's doing the hard things outside your work life so that when you're approached with doing the hard things within it, they are more easy. You're used of doing the hard things. So doing the hard things become easier to do. And it's building that up. Like, uh, like innately, I don't think I'm that sort of person who does the hard things that's able to delay gratification. I've got the same impulses, the same desires as everybody else, but I just do the thing anyways. I feel the feeling and just do it anyways. Like, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to not be working as hard. I would love to go out at the weekend. So, you know, you have to do it anyways. Like people might think that the reason that I work so hard is because I enjoy it. I, I don't enjoy it. I do not enjoy it. I just do it anyways. I've got the ability to delay the gratification, to delay the instant reward and look at the long-term benefits of that. And that's going back to what I was saying last week about the time period in which you think on and how important that is. So if you have not listened to that episode, make sure to, to listen just to get an idea about what I was speaking about. Number four is document your journey. I found for me personally, this was really, really important um, in a form of Instagram for me for the deals that I closed, but also from my journal. Um, I documented exactly from day one. It's only a five minute journal. But looking back on that, it shows me how far I've come. Uh, it shows me a point of reference of where I am currently compared to that and where I'm going. You know, it shows how much you've learned and it reminds yourself to enjoy the process. You know, it, it, it's so evident about how far I've come. 
you know, the fact that I was able to document on my journal my first deal and I was able to look back at the massive fuck up I made just shows how much that I've learned. And documenting your journey will also serve as guidelines or a playbook for somebody to follow the path exactly as you did because it's not that useful you doing that in the future and trying to rely on your own memory or recall to understand what you were doing from day one. So being able to have that out as clear evidence that it was not luck, that it was not a, you know, a stroke of random genius that allowed you to gain a massive amount of success, that it was consistency, consistency, consistent hard work. And you've got the proof to show that this is what that was. And as I said, you know, this is why I'm documenting my journey. This is the reason as to why I'm doing this. Um, it's, it's, as I said in Tuesday's podcast, it's somewhat selfish that that is part of the reason as to why I'm doing it. But inevitably it is because I want to be able to look back at this in a few years time and be like, okay, that's where I was. Because if I do this day in, day out over a long enough period of time, then it's impossible for me not to be successful. You know, if I was to put out two podcasts, you know, and all content every single day for 10 to 15 years, and how unlikely would it be for you not to have a fully formed podcast or a fully formed social media account or have a lot of, you know, followers or views or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's almost inevitable. So that's, that's my way of thinking about it. And number five is it's inevitable that you will doubt yourself. And I'm only reminding myself of this now, you know, when you're doubting yourself during the time, you don't have the hindsight to show that this is inevitable. You don't have the hindsight to show that your doubt is unnecessary. So just reminding yourself that every time that you doubt yourself, that this is normal, you know, you're really, it's really easy to fool yourself and we're consistently fooling ourselves. You could doubt yourself so much that you think this is the wrong career for you and completely switch lanes. And you know, that differs from person to person. Obviously some people will doubt themselves more than others. Some people have crippling self-doubt. Some people have zero self-doubt. Um, so it's, you know, it depends on a person by person basis. So the only way to change your self-doubt is by having that proof. You know, why would you doubt yourself as not being a real estate agent if you've closed 20 to 30 deals or whatever it might be? You know, if you doubt yourself as not being a real estate agent and you haven't closed a deal in two years, then maybe that doubt is justified. But when you have clear evidence and clear proof that this is what you've done, this is who you are, then that self-doubt is just ridiculous. And it's going back through my through my journal from day one. And I have here on the 6th of February, 2023. <laughs> um, one of my one of my things is it's a bit overwhelming. And then, quote, it's a big fucking ask. Take it day by day, day by day. And I think that's really funny to look back at. So I knew exactly how much of a big ask it was. And over the coming weeks in this journal, 
you know, I keep reminding myself not to doubt myself. Don't doubt yourself. You can do this. And then when I did close my first deal, my quote is, ha ha, I closed a deal and you doubted yourself. So it's so funny to look back at that and show that I clearly, that I clearly showed myself that you can do this, you know, even though the mountain looks like unimaginably tough to climb, that you can do it. You will doubt yourself, even though you might not have a reason to. But, you know, in that initial few months, you it is normal to doubt yourself because you don't have the proof to show that you are who you say you are. You have no proof to show that you've, you're capable of taking on the task. You have no proof to show that you're able to be the person that you say you are. But the only way that you can confirm in and completely remove that self-doubt is by just putting in the reps, and doing what's tough and ultimately, you know, showing yourself and the world that this is who you are. This is what you've done. And those first four points, you know, focusing on what matters, your life will be boring, doing the hard things and documenting your journey will remove that self-doubt. Those are, you know, four precursors in understanding your self-doubt and ultimately unlocking your future path. So yeah, just a quick one this week. Again, massive thanks as always to anybody who's listening, anybody who has rated or reviewed the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate that anybody who is following me on any social media. And hopefully, as I said before, and time and time again, hopefully somebody can take something that's of value in this just one piece. That's all. That's all that I need for my external validation is one piece of valuable information. So yeah, my name is Brian Flanagan and this has been the Dubai Real Estate Playbook and I'll see you in the next one.